When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. It is time for the tailgate here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. And as we inch closer, the tailgate will actually be leading into football here in a couple of weeks, which is welcome news for fans. But, Toby, for you and I, it means vacation is almost over. The voice is back, Toby Rowland. One more big final soiree, so I had to get you before you uh, hit the road with the family. But summer swoon, no such thing for us because we kind of dig this downtime, don't we? Uh, yeah, it's great. It's uh, an opportunity to, as you said, be around the family and uh, kind of rejuvenate, recharge the batteries. But uh, it's about time. I think we're all getting the itch. Yeah. So that it's, we're starting to see football players around Norman and preseason magazines and polls and uh, I think the addition or the you know the Lincoln Riley era starting has everybody kind of juiced up a little earlier than normal even around Norman so it's about that time man it's about to get really fun around here yeah Brandon Meyer is uh coming up a little bit later on in the podcast we're gonna talk a little bit more about you know year two of the scoreboard and the bolded end zone and maybe some different things that fans will see from Sooner Vision but uh you know Toby we had you on after Coach Stoops retired and obviously it 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 changes uh quite a bit because of you know regularly scheduled interviews that you would have with coach and the coaches shows but you had a chance to catch up with Coach Stoops as we taped this on a Thursday yesterday during the Bob Stoops golf tournament. And we're trying to work to get him in the booth a little bit during the season, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be great. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have any uh, luck. <laughs> uh, he definitely wants to be around OU football. He's passionate about this program and these players and he's going to live here. And so he wants to go to all the games, but uh, I don't think he knows exactly where he wants to be or where he should be. <laughs> 
on a game day now. You know, what's appropriate? Where is it appropriate for the former head coach to be so that he's out of the way but he can still see all the action? So, I'll tell you, he looks relaxed. Um, normally we see him at the golf tournament. We had the kind of the preseason golf tournament, and normally we see him at that, but he's also beginning to enter practice mode. And so uh, yesterday there wasn't such a thing. He was just enjoying a round of golf, and some of the guys playing with him were talking about how relaxed he was. So I'm happy for him, man. I mean, I know it was a shock, and it's going to be an odd season not to look down on the sidelines and see that visor down there, at least Bob wearing that visor. But I'm happy for him. Everything he's done for Oklahoma football and how great he's been to us through the years. And uh, uh, it's fun to see him get to enjoy the fruits of his labor here. You know what I think, too, and just to hopefully slam the door shut on this, I I think we can now kind of end those conversations that people that still want to drum it up, Toby, think there was something more here than just – Bob Stoops wanting to retire. He, he was ready to walk away. And I think we saw a lot of that in how refreshed he was yesterday and joking with you about not really knowing what he's going to do on game day. I mean, if there was anything out there more to this from even a health issue or, or anything, anything at all, I, I, I don't think you'd be seeing kind of the reaction to this from Coach Stoops that you have. So I, I think we can finally shut the door on all of that talk, can't we? I hope so. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, anytime you have um, something as surprising as that that caught us all off guard, I think everybody's always looking for the uh, second shooter on the grassy knoll. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's going to go away. Quite frankly, I don't care. I just, you know, people can speculate about whatever they want, and uh, I'm going to go on about my business, and I hope Bob's going to go on about his business as well. So, uh, um, it's it's been an interesting summer, more interesting than we thought it was going to be, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so for, for you now, as, as we start getting into kind of radio network mode, we've got our preseason meeting set, we've got media day set, everything, well, at least meet the Sooners as this drops. But have you really been able to put together how much is going to change for you from an X and O of a broadcasting standpoint as far as, coaches shows and and taping pregame interviews t-roll how much is going to be different for you in the Lincoln riley era you know it's a great question and as of this moment it doesn't look like a lot i don't think we'll know until the season gets underway because i don't think lincoln really knows you know how his week is going to flow until the season gets underway the uh, uh schedule the weekly schedule as of right now looks like it's going to be the same uh you know Pre-game interviews, I think, are that we do with we used to do with Bob in his office on a Thursday or Friday. We're going to continue to do with Lincoln in his office every Friday, and the coaches show uh, Tuesday night at Rudy's is going to continue to happen Tuesday night at Rudy's, and so all of the stuff from our perspective, from a scheduling perspective, is going to go at least to start here, you know, almost exactly like we did with Bob. Now, I think there's a chance that once Lincoln gets into the routine of a season week by week, he'll say, you know what, this would fit my schedule better if we move this to here. Let's try it this way. And, you know, he's, he's the offensive coordinator and the head coach. So he's got a lot, you know, maybe some extra responsibilities on his plate and certainly his first time through. So I think we're all going to stay flexible and understand that with a first year head coach, we want to meet his needs at every turn because we're all interested in the best product being put on the field. But it doesn't look like there's going to be any major uh, 
changes, at least to start the season, for any of us from a broadcast perspective. If my math is correct, we're entering, what, year seven as the voice of the of the Sooners? Yes. Is, okay. That's correct, yes. Correct. So entering your seventh year, T. Rowe, there's been so – and I'm not just saying this because I've been there every step of the way and I consider you one of my best friends, but there's so many cool things that you've you've done and that you've integrated into the broadcast from you know, the player introductions last year to scene setters to obviously very, I think, uh, defined elements in pregame and postgame shows. But it, there, there's really not like a reinventing the wheel when it comes to play-by-play. So with that said, where do you feel like it's been an area – that you look back from day one to today that you think you've improved the most as a play-by-play guy? I thought you were going to ask, like, what's next? Like, what are we doing next? <laughs> no, that's and for next segment. That probably probably would have been a better yeah. leader for next segment, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to announce that we're adding lasers and LED lighting to our radio broadcast <laughs> <laughs> this year. First in the country. It's going to be fun. I like it. Uh, where have, have we – where has the broadcast improved the yeah. most since we started? Um yeah. You know, I think I don't know the answer to that. I think that personally, it's it's. Um, I think we've tweaked some things and changed some things, and found out what works and, and doesn't work as the years gone along. And Chris, you've been a huge part of that because um, not only are you a great sounding board and full of all kinds of awesome ideas, but you know how to do everything. I mean, Chris is the most versatile guy on our team and one of the most versatile guys at the University of Oklahoma. And I can say, Chris, we need this, or what do you think about that? And, and uh, you know, you just I, – I just love working with you. And I think Ditto, it's man. one of the biggest reasons that we have, you know, been able to, to make it work for six years counting. I, I guess that if anything has improved uh, that – you know, I feel like I knew how to call a football game and a basketball game and a baseball game before we got here, and I don't know that, that the nuts and bolts of that have changed all that much. But I think just from a comfort level, just from – settling in and relaxing and, and understanding what a game day is going to look like and how it's going to feel and maybe just slowing down a little bit, just kind of leaning and talking maybe more specifically football here, but just uh, slowing down and leaning back into it and let the day happen and not necessarily um, getting out in front of your skis and getting overly caffeinated and all that kind of stuff. So, I think I'm just a little older and calmer and more relaxed. And and when you do that, um, you're able to more clearly put words to thoughts and words to plays and words to feelings. And um, um, so I guess I guess maybe that – I don't know if that's a very good answer for uh, what you asked. I, I do think there's some little things that we've done. Teddy Lehman and before him, Teddy and Dusty on the sidelines is a really cool part of our broadcast that I'm not sure anybody else – ads in the country and and there hasn't really been any reason to tweak our team because I think from day one with Greg Blackwood and Dennis Kelly and Tom Shores and Michael Dean that we've had as good of a group as any in the country so it for you know as far as I'm concerned uh for uh, for the foreseeable future for as long as all of you guys will attend you know agree to put up with me on a year in year out basis it's almost was let's just keep copy and paste into next year because I think we've got a really good thing going. And if we can find ways along the way to improve it, then certainly we're not afraid to roll the dice a little bit and try something new. Uh, I think people have learned that by now. And maybe 
maybe uh, to our own detriment at times. Uh, <laughs> we we put uh, Chris in the dugout for a couple of seasons for yeah. Pete's sake in baseball. So uh, <laughs> we're willing to try stuff and see, throw it against the wall and see if it sticks, and maybe we'll have a few more of those for you that this yeah. year. Uh, it's, it, it answer my question. I, I'll say this. I think you hit it on the head. It's comfort. You know, we, we've now done this. So I know your cadence a little bit well, obviously, I felt like I knew it from, like, day one, which seems crazy. We know when Teddy's ready to jump in, giving Ted a microphone I thought was awesome. Uh, was For those that don't know, usually when it was the three of us, Teddy, Dusty, and myself, and even into the what the, the first year was just Ted, we, we all had I – I was the only guy with the microphone. Last year we gave Ted a microphone, so that way we weren't attached at the hip. It gave me an opportunity to kind of listen in on huddles and then – you know, hey, Ted, they said this. Uh, what do you think? And then we're able to share that with you. And then injury. And then the opposite ends of the field. Yeah. We, could, we could get information from both ends of the field. And that's a, that's a minor thing that, you know, uh, doesn't sound like much, but just the purchase of a new microphone to announce, uh, to allow that, I think it did add a lot of detail to our broadcast last Yeah, and, and, I, and again, I just I, – I say this. I, it's not like I – talked to Toby this morning after his radio show and said, hey, I'm going to have you on. Uh, I want to have you on the podcast so we can just, you know, talk about how great the broadcast is. But uh, from my perspective, I would say we all really like each other. You know, there's not this this issue sure. to where it's like, oh, gosh, I got to I got to ride on the plane with stats. You know, I mean, it's it's legit and everyone kind of has their own little thing. So uh, and nothing about it is little. I just mean everyone always has their little conversation pieces. Dennis is a big Yankees fan. You know, Blackwood's a big Thunder fan. Michael's a big fan of everything Oklahoma history from, like, the invention of the state uh, until today. So, you know, we all have these things that are so unique, and I just think we've all been able to kind of come together and have fun with it. And then, Toby, listen, there, there is no way around. The creativity of adding the scene setters, I mean, for goodness sake, something that we just thought might fire up fans I mean, that had to be a pretty special moment whenever you looked up and it's like, oh, wow, they're putting video to this, and this is after the intro video. I mean, it, it does kind of lend to say, okay, so what are you going to do to top that, T-Row? What's going to top the scene setter on the broadcast? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it's cool to see how the thing's taken off. And um, I, there was a point, I think, before last season where I brought it up that maybe it had run its course and maybe <laughs> – you know, I don't want it. I don't want it to get old, and and um, so maybe we can move on and try something else. And that was uh, that was uh, rejected. That idea was rejected. So <laughs> it is uh, a little bit daunting at the beginning of a new season when you think, "Oh boy, I, what am I going to say that hasn't already been said?" But somehow, on a week by week basis, inevitably new storylines emerge, and each week presents its own drama in a different set of circumstances. And, um, you know, and then you kind of just sit down and put pen to paper. And then the geniuses over at Sooner Vision go to work after that. And they add the video to it to really make it pop and, and all the music and stuff. It's become fun. I tell you, the, the newest thing about the, the scene setter, and it is an honor that they want to use it on the big screen and that fans have enjoyed it. And I'm very flattered by that. And I hope that continues to be the case. And if it ever gets to the point where they get old and I'm repeating myself, I hope people will tell me because I don't, I don't ever want that to happen. But in the last year, year and a half or so, I have started to get side requests for scene setters, um, which has been interesting. And I haven't, unfortunately, been able to do them all. But birthday parties, uh, anniversary dinners, <laughs> office 
get together. Um, a little, a little league softball team just went to Florida for the U uh, sixteen. I guess not little league. The U sixteen World Series. They wanted a scene setter. So um, the fact that we're getting a lot of requests and can't fulfill all the requests is kind of a cool deal. So that's I, I appreciate everybody being interested. In that. How, how did I not know that? How have I missed that little sidebar? I mean, what, how beautiful would that be for like a Sooner fans' wedding? You know, whenever they're entering inside no, the, we're not. I'm not. I'm not putting out for any more requests, please. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be better at saying no. And everybody is so nice when they ask, and they're all Sooner fans, and they all, <sighs> you know, I just. But yeah, it's been it's been cool. But my plate's full, so please don't. I'm not throwing this out there for more requests. Oh, gosh. Hey, before I let you run, and by the way, you were talking about versatility uh, and and family time. We've been recording this while uh, you're spending time with your family, and I'm actually driving out to pick up my daughter from horse riding camp. So we're we're knocking out a lot of goals here on this uh, recording day Thursday. There has been so much buzz, obviously, generated with football, Lincoln Riley's first year. But, Toby, I would almost argue – that across the board might be one of the more exciting, intriguing uh, seasons in Sooner Athletics across the board. I just mentioned football, but, you know, basketball. You brought it up a couple podcasts ago. Hey, you hear so many people asking about, oh, my gosh, basketball, Cam Augustine now, Trey Young in the mix. Think about softball, two-time defending champs, and they graduate one player. Baseball with Skip Johnson in the midst. What Sherry Cole is doing with women's basketball, defending champs in uh, both gyms. I mean, this is about as intriguing of a season as we have going forward in Sooner Athletics across the board. I think think it's the most buzz going into a year of the seven years that we've been doing it, and that's collectively. I mean, you can find one season or one team here or there maybe, but collectively across the board, you know, we're going to have this night of champions coming up on, I think it's August 18th. If Mm -hmm. I've got that date wrong, I'm sorry, but that's going to be really fun to look back at what an amazing year last year was, but at the same time, we're going to be on the brink of a new year, and you, I mean, you ran through the, the honor roll there, but Lincoln Riley and Baker Mayfield and the team that has a chance to contend for a college football playoff spot. Uh, Trey Young, probably the most highly anticipated freshman basketball player since uh, Blake Griffin. And, you know, if you've gone by practices, you can tell how excited fans are because they're showing up for practices in June and July just to catch a glimpse of this kid. And I think he and McGusty and Doolittle and – uh, Christian James and Rashard Odoms and Kadeem Latin and Jamani McNeese. I mean, I think they have a chance to uh, be a very entertaining and, and probably a very good basketball team this year. Um, Ana Yanusa is a name that if you don't know, you will soon. Ana Yanusa is probably going to be in the starting lineup from day one with the OU women's basketball team. An amazing local Oklahoma high school product who has a chance to be the next great star for them. Uh, Skip Johnson at baseball year one under him, and after all, everything Steel Walker has done this summer with Team USA baseball. And yeah, this baseball team, by the way, has won back to back national championships. <laughs> the gymnastics programs will be favored to do it again. Uh, the wrestling program took major steps forward last year. They're on the rise. The soccer team coming off an NCAA tournament appearance. Uh, the golf team won the national championship last year and has almost everybody back with a chance to do it again. So, I mean, yeah, I'm leaving somebody out, and I apologize. I tried to think of everybody I could. But, um, 
this is going to be a fun year. And I think across the board, Sooner fans realize that and, uh, you know, uh, hitch up the wagon and let's go. This is going to be a great ride. Hey, uh, before I let you go, I, I don't think anyone would mind me pointing this out. You've got a big day coming up August 1st on your radio show, which you can hear uh, yeah. on uh, Sports Talk 99.3 FM and 1400 AM. You're going to spend all three hours at one of the best breakfast joints in town with one of the best dudes on the planet. Yeah, thanks for uh, allowing me to plug that. August 1 is going to be Joe Castiglione Day, Joe C. Day on our show. He's going to co-host the show with me for three hours. Listen, if, if this athletic director thing doesn't work out for him, he has a future as a show producer because he has been working hard to produce these three hours. I know Kirby Hoka is coming on the show, the Texas Tech Athletic Director wow. and the chairman of the NCAA College Football Playoff Committee. Andy Staples from Sports Illustrated is coming on. I think there's a couple other big names that I hate to tease, but it looks like that he's going to be able to gather in force. And more than any of that, he wants to just be available for three hours to – talk you know talk about what's going on in OAU athletics and take questions from fans uh please stop by we're gonna be at Aussies I don't know if I mentioned that's what you're talking about we're gonna be at Aussies at the airport uh all you can eat breakfast and we're just gonna chow and talk sports for three hours so as many Sooner fans who can come on out join us it's gonna be a blast and it's so cool that our athletic director not just coming on for a segment but for three hours with us one morning is that's gonna be off the chain I really appreciate it. I know you're busy today, Toby. That's what I'm adding to the broadcast this year, Chris. I'm going to say off the chain a lot more. <laughs> That's my new wrinkle. I like it. Thanks, buddy. I know you have a busy day, but I really appreciate you finding all this time for me, man. Enjoy the fam the rest of the day. Right. You're the best playing. Right, see, see you, brother. Late. How cool is that? Uh, Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, hanging out and giving us uh, 20 good minutes on what to look forward to on the broadcast, things to look back on, and – Boy, August 1st, what a day. Joe Castiglione, three hours with the voice at Ozzy's. I might have to go get that all-you-can-eat. Pretty good deal at Ozzy's. Now, we're not done. I mentioned that today's show was going to be one kind of looking ahead to football from some different perspectives. Uh, as this is dropping, I'm uh, getting ready to tape an interview with Jeff Salmon, who is the director of, of – uh, <laughs> by the way, every time I talk about Jeff's job, I can't help but laugh – from a conversation that we had before the TCU game a couple of years ago whenever uh, we were talking about the turf and Dusty Dvorak said, I'm no grass doctor. It was one of my favorite moments in the history of the show, uh, of the broadcast. But uh, Jeff is the director of turf management, field management for the University of Oklahoma. So we're going to talk uh, pretty in-depth with Jeff about the fields, the challenges of keeping them, uh, I guess, 100% during the summer, what they go through. And I've been getting a lot of questions about the new practice field. So Jeff Salmon will be on with us on Tuesday, and we're still reaching out for Brad Camp. I know he's busy. But I'm hoping to get him. Uh, but uh, Brad is the equipment manager for Sooner Football and just an all-around great dude. So I hope I get a chance to chat with him or Blake Kinsey coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But right now, uh, speaking of thinking about how things might be different under Lincoln Riley and how things might be different for fans in 20. 17. We had a chance to catch up with Brandon Meyer, 
if there is video being played on it, Brandon Meyer is probably responsible for it. Uh, and the video that's being played as well, too. The boss over at Sooner Vision, another great all-around guy. We uh, poked our head into his office last week and just wanted to start talking about 2017 and what might be different for the Sooner Nation. So uh, Brandon Meyer is the assistant athletics director for broadcast operations. For you, um, we were sitting here talking technology beforehand. Do you ever just jaw drop when you see two HD studios and you see everything this has become since you walked in the door day one? Um, I know you had the vision, and I know you believed in it, but it's pretty amazing where we are technologically, isn't it? It, it is. It's, uh, it is jaw-dropping a little bit, and uh, um, what's probably more jaw-dropping is just to see how fast that spread, um, you know, among schools around the United States. I mean, we used to be, like, the only ones that had, <laughs> uh, you know, had – these fancy toys and that we're doing all these different things. And, uh, um, man, the arms race, uh, in college athletics has sort of taken a technology road the last few years. And, uh, um, it is, it's a, it's an industry that, uh, is, has not stopped growing in the last few years. Okay. Then another direction on that. When you have people that come here to try to mimic what you're doing and learn from sooner vision, it's got to be a pretty special feeling, right? It is. That is neat. And a lot of schools did. A lot of schools came and said, uh, we really like your centralized control room. We really like the uh, the way you're doing, uh, uh, the way you have your department set up, um, you know, and we'd like to copy that. And, and that, that, was, uh, that was really neat. A lot of the uh, SEC schools that launched the SEC network uh, came through here and, uh, and, and sort of studied how we were doing it. Uh, Notre Dame is right now about to launch just um, the neatest media department I've ever seen. And they had even a big screen. Yeah, they, they didn't have even a have screen. a big screen, right? <laughs> and uh, uh, so, no, and they, they came through um, almost seven years ago. This is how long they've been planning this media center. Wow. So. Okay, so we're almost a year removed from when you and I sat here and did this and started talking about, all right, here's what's going to be different. Here's how crazy it's going to be. Before we look ahead, help me look back. What was year one like with the new sound system, with the new big screen, with the new Bolden end zone? How'd you, uh, how'd you think everything played out? Oh my year, year one. It was fun. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's challenging. I, it, I always feel like it takes a year to kind of get, into the top gear on no gotcha. matter what technology you have. Um, it's out of the box. Doesn't always do exactly what you wanted. It's nice, new and shiny. It is right. I mean, and it just takes a while to get it tweaked, to get it set, to get, and you learn different uh, nuances about how it, how it works and how it works best and, um, uh, and how it, uh, best operates the most efficient way. And, uh, and then you learn things that, you know, they never even told you about that. You're like, well, if I tweak that, right, we could do this with it, and that would be pretty cool. And so, um, so no, I was really, really pleased though with the first year, um, sound especially. Uh, we got some I thought great the sound was feedback great. on on the sound system, and uh, the video board uh, was 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 great. So good that it sort of makes the other end zone, um, <laughs> you know, look even worse, right? So. Uh, but no, it, it was a it was a great year. You know, and before we look ahead, obviously we're looking ahead in a new era. And as we tape this, uh, I think this is when it airs. It'll probably be a week removed from it. I spent last night 
from about 10A to 10P watching old Bob Stoops coaches shows. Yes. Because so they're, I, right? they're the marathon, yeah. right? And it, Wasn't that neat? It, it was great. <laughs> and it not only blew me away with how different of a world we're in with how the coaches show is produced and all the neat things we have around it, but Brandon, I could not stop looking at the stadium and thinking about how different of a world we have now yeah. based on what we had when coach. So with all that said, you, you know, you've been on front and center of a lot of these changes, and obviously one of those biggest changes is – Bob Stoops moving on into retirement. So, uh, does much change for you with the uh, with the new head coach involved? Is it a little bit of a different kind of approach from say what you experienced with Coach Stoops, what we might experience with Coach Riley? You know, I think it's way too early to right. tell, but I but I don't think so. Um, you know, I I, I think we um, I've always kind of told my staff what happens on the field. We really don't have a lot of say in right. right? You've got to uh, tell our stories, and and we've got to uh, produce content, no matter who is head coach, and uh, and our fans are going to want that content, no matter right. who uh, our head coach is. But uh, uh, but I, I, you know, Bob was so good to work with over the years with our with our. He coaches really shows. embraced the video, didn't he? He the did. He, I always said that the the best Bob Stoops you could ever see is the Sunday morning after a loss in the studio and just how gracious he was. And everybody was sort of on pins and needles thinking, uh, Oh boy, this is going to be a long morning. And, and he came in so cool and calm and collected. And, and, uh, you know, that always, uh, blew me away about him. I talked to a bunch of players, not to get off the beaten path here, but they constantly brought up moments that they'll never forget that weren't championship moments. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Teddy, I'm like, you won a national championship. And he's talking about how coach was after Ty Darlington, who went to a title game, how coach was after a loss. It's amazing, isn't it, to kind of hear those stories. And it's not always those moments that we celebrate, mm-hmm. but maybe the moments where these guys learn the most from them. It's amazing. It is. It is. Uh, there's there's so many moments. And I know those players are, are um, probably have some, some really special uh, moments with him. And, and, you know, I was watching those shows last night, yeah. too, reminiscing, like, uh, I heard Bob say, um, I think it was in his first first year. He was on with Bob Barry, mm-hmm. and uh, and he says, "Boy, I didn't didn't realize how how I got after it after that win." He <laughs> said, "I guess everyone's uh, uh, everyone's afforded a little bit of that sometimes." So. Uh, so now we look ahead, and you have the year under your belt, learning things. The whole South End Zone complex is now, uh, as I say now, but by the time the season starts, everything will be completed. How different of a world, Brandon, do you feel like it's going to be for fans? How much will be different? You know, we're talking to Kenny Mossman about this, and he said, hey, you know, it's not – it's a little bit more interactive whenever you come in now. You know, the Switzer Center was some artifacts, but, you know, this is a little bit geared more towards recruiting, and there's still a lot of cool fan things. But uh, how different of a world is it going to be here in 2017? It will be – you know, it, it'll be reflective of of, uh, of everything you see in the in the world today, right? I mean, mm. everything will be a little more faster, a little more high tech, a little more interactive. Right. Um, you know, the uh, we're working on some interactive screens uh, for the the lobby area. We're working on a neat new LED board that's just so uh, high res and and and, um, and it pops. We're working on. Um, you know, a, a lot of neat new things, uh, even feature-wise, for um, for the football game day. So, uh, so no, I mean we're and uh, we're always kind of seeing what else is out there. Can we can we try this? Can we try that? How do we how do we engage and how do we uh, get those fans to interact with us and 
and uh, most importantly, entertain them. You know, how do how do we make a great atmosphere and and uh, an atmosphere that people leave the stadium and and um, say, man, that was a good time, and I want to come back. And we also, it's it's we say this for a stadium that's constantly sold out, um, but in every sport, everyone's looking to battle your living room because where is sometimes right. the easiest place to watch a game? Right in your living room. You got yeah. HD TV, uh, and I think listen. I work here, so I'm gonna. I'm not just trying to pass. I think we do an incredible job of it. If I'm not there, I want a ticket to be there from the big screen stuff to uh, everything that's involved in former players. And it's just I, the intro video, for goodness sakes, that's worth the price of admission there, which yep. I have heard you've already started working on, right? We have. We've got some scripts done, and we start some. Uh, we have some shoots next week. So, uh, yeah, I, I always tell people. They say, well, why Why should I go? Uh, I had a neighbor say this. Well, why should I go to the game? I can watch it on my TV. And I said, well, that's great, but you won't get any of these goosebump moments. Yeah. You know? I mean, th- those are the moments that uh, um, uh, the, there's just so many of, even the traditions that yeah. that uh, we have here. Oh, when I hear the crowd boomer on one side, yeah. sooner on the other, and I, I, I uh, see the guys run out of the tunnel or the – uh, even the band march pregame. I mean, those are um, those are goosebump moments for me, and and uh, those are the things as a fan that uh, you just cannot get sitting on your couch at home. My my uncle, I, my uncle Larry. I really have an uncle Larry. I'm not making up this story, but my uncle Larry came to a game last year, and uh, it was the Baylor game. And afterwards, whenever we were just kind of talking about the game, we went and had dinner, and he goes, "Man." I want to live in a state that has as much pride in your state. Then he goes, when that flag came out and they started singing Oklahoma, it's a goosebump moment, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that's the best <laughs> way to describe it. You don't get that uh, sitting on your living room couch. So for you, are you excited to be able to implement some of these tweaks and some of these changes that you want to improve on from year one of the Jumbotron big screen? I always call it Jumbotron. I know it's not. But big screen in the enclosed south end zone. Well, uh, this is the most fun time of my uh, job every year is to sort of uh, from a very high level, um, you know, yeah, make some tweaks, make some changes, um, develop some strategies that we that we think uh, um, are going to help us tell our stories and and help us entertain and inform our fans throughout the year. And and uh, and then, you know, we we sort of develop a plan and execute it. And then, uh, you know, once June hits, evaluate it. And now we're, we're, we're making the plans again going forward. Replanning. So. Okay. Before I let you go, uh, I just want to, I, cause I saw Max is traveling. You talked about people traveling here. How important is it to get out and always kind of have an idea of what's going on in other places? And I'm not saying that you ever steal ideas, but you're always kind of seeing different ideas. How important is it, uh, Brandon, to get out and just really, truly take inventory of the landscape? It's very important, and we belong to a, an organization called IDEA. It stands for Information Display and Entertainment Association. Sounds like a and lot of is, smart uh, people. It is the guys and gals that run the big screens in every professional, minor league, college uh, complex in the country. And um, it's really a giant community that shares ideas. We share videos, and, and there's an award ceremony. Um and it's an incredible conference because you walk away every time and you go, well, that was neat. Mm-hmm. And I want to try that in our <laughs> stadium. And uh, and everybody, you know, no no one's 
bitter about you stealing their ideas. Everybody's <laughs> like, that's what this is for, you know? Right. The idea that the Philadelphia Eagles had, um, and not a lot of people in Oklahoma may or saw it. Right. Probably no one saw it. And so we'll take some of those ideas, and, and the same with them. They will uh, take some ideas from us and go, well, that was really neat. We're going to. Uh, we're going to try that. So no, I mean, it's, it's, it's so important just to see whatever, uh, what everyone else is doing, uh, especially in the big screen side of things, right? You know, television, I can see what Longhorn Network's doing and I can see what some PAC 12 network's doing. Uh, but the big screen side, you can't, you got to really get out, uh, and attend some sporting events and, and pick up ideas and see how the crowd crowd reacts to different ideas and, see how they do their scripts and there's so many dynamics to our in-game entertainment atmosphere from you know roughnecks to the band to music to the video board to uh the team entering um you know there's just so many different things that make up that experience and uh um it's it's neat to see kind of how others do it Awesome stuff. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Thank you, Chris. See ya. Boy, thanks so much for joining us on the Sooner Sports Podcast. What a fun day. Uh, what a fun episode. I hope everyone uh, I hope everyone appreciates the greatness that we have in the quote-unquote front office of the University of Oklahoma. Joe Castiglione giving three hours of his time on August 1st. How exciting is that going to be? And thanks to the great Brandon Meyer and Toby Rowland for joining us. As always, thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Spread the word. Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And until next week's edition, everyone have a great weekend. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane? Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.